Welcome to Go For Side Effects. I'm your host, Kevin Simon. Y'all know my lovable, laughable co-host, John. John, hey, how you doing today, buddy? Good, man. Thanks. All right, today, to, uh, everybody, uh, fumbling words because of John. Today, we, we got Kevin and Wendy that are coming on. Kevin was in the United States Navy, you know, which I had to say it. Two against one today, and I Here love we go. It. And so, you know, Kevin, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell about your time you were in. And then we're going to bring Wendy in on this, uh, uh, you know, uh, as somebody who can give more perspective as a wife and just let everybody know she is a nurse in the medical field. And so she's kind of learned about what she's been going through and he's been going through to help other veterans out. So I want to welcome y'all to the program. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. And uh, it's good to have a, another Navy person so we can team up and attack John. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Kevin. Yeah, yeah great. Anytime. <laughs> the majority of my family was always Army, too. So it's it's good to finally have a way to pay back. <laughs> well, and it's there really, we and it, and it, I mean, since we're going to go ahead and get into this now, we might as well talk about football and how many years the Navy kicked the Army's ass before the Army finally could win a game. I'd be like 10, 12, 16 years, something like that. I mean, I, I lost track. All right, Kevin, go ahead. <laughs> so I, I served in the U.S. Navy uh, from December 97 to October 05. I was uh, in Operation Southern Watch, Operation Iraqi Freedom, and Operation Enduring Freedom. And I was attached to Fighter Squadron 11, the Red Rippers. That's that big banner hanging behind me. It was a squadron of F-14s stationed out of Virginia Beach. And we did three deployments. Uh, my first deployment was... Uh, February 98 on the John C. Stennis. And that one was a maiden voyage and we went all the way around the world. And on uh, our second deployment, uh, that one was Feb 2000. And that one was on the Dwight D. Eisenhower. And that was a med cruise. We hit about every med port you can imagine and had a grand old time while we uh, in, uh, took care of the no-fly zone. And then uh, in February 2002, I was on the JFK, and that was our combat cruise after 9-11. Uh, and um, in the... Uh, 1998 time frame uh that was the time where uh, we were introduced to the anthrax vaccine hmm. and uh we didn't really uh the, the enlisted really didn't know any information about it we didn't know the history of it of what you guys went through before us um we we got very little intel on it. Uh, we were told that it was a mandated vaccine that we had to take. Otherwise, we would get court-martialed and uh, thrown in Leavenworth or booted. And 
uh, that's all the information that we got from them. So we lined up on the John C. Stennis and got our first uh, shot and our second shot on that ship. And when we got back to Virginia Beach, I completed the series of six shots. Wow. Uh, I didn't have any symptoms right away during that time. Um, it wasn't until after my second cruise around the year 2000 where I had a uh, back injury. Um, I got hurt working on one of the jets and um, that seemed to be like something that set it off. And then I started to get migraines. I uh, couldn't sleep at night because of that. And um, I was an aviation machinist mate. So uh, I was always wrenching, working on engines and fuel systems. And um, they started to tell me that I had arthritis in both of my wrists. And I was still in uh, my 20s at the time. Wow. And in your 20s? Yeah, I was in my late 20s, and they said I had arthritis in my wrists. And I, I was like, you're out of your mind. Well, you know, what's going on? And I I remember, uh, you know, trying to use a ratchet at, the, at those times, and my wrists would actually click. And it felt like it was almost bone on bone. And um they didn't they just threw the motron 800 at me you know the drill <laughs> yeah. uh, i mean we we uh you, you guys talked about that in previous videos and uh it, it seems to be the go-to thing that they throw at you and uh we continued on and i pushed through it and made it through the last cruise and then uh, I actually re-enlisted and um, I went on for uh, another uh, enlistment and did shore duty at VF-101, which, which was a couple doors down. They were a training command of F-14s. And at that command... Um, that's when I started seeking more attention from medical because I was on shore duty and, uh, the back pain wasn't going away. It was getting worse. I was starting to notice strange issues with my knees. Like before I could kneel down underneath the aircraft all day long, 24 seven, now I have a problem in the world. And then all of a sudden it it just started to hurt and I didn't know why I never had problems with my knees before um so I pushed through all this and uh they they actually had a guy that did chiropractic care on base and uh I had a couple chiropractic care sessions and I was getting close to my uh, exit date for my second enlistment and the command VF-101 was actually decommissioning because uh, they were um, they were actually 
getting rid of all the F-14s at the time. Uh, they were no longer going to be used in the U.S. Navy. The Super Hornet replaced them. Um, so there's no need for the training command uh, VF-101 anymore. So they're shutting down that command, and my exit date for my second enlistment happened to be right around the same time. So I got out in October 05, moved back up to Massachusetts to be close to family. And that is when I started to really notice things go south. Okay. Um, I, 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 I have to ask a question. Now, were y'all, Wendy, uh, were y'all married while he was in the service? Yes. Okay. So uh, I, I hate to pause you there because this is a very important question. I know a lot of listeners out there are going to want to know. When did you start seeing the changes? Because usually the spouses can notice the change before the person does. Well, like when he said he was in his 20s and, you know, he started noticing his wrist pain and stuff like that. Um, at first, I kind of just blew it off. Like he works hard, you know, he's tired. Um, but then it got, I got—I not- started noticing and saying something's not right when it hurt to pick up a pot of coffee and pour himself a cup of coffee in the morning. Wow. Um, and just like little stuff like that, where you're just like, that that's not right. <laughs> You know, maybe if you're like 80, maybe it's hard to pick up that pot of coffee. But, you know, in your 20s, that's just there, there's something wrong there. Um, but when we um, moved back up to Massachusetts is really when everything started to snowball. Um, the back pain actually got so intense sometimes that he had a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. Um, sometimes what, it would help. What him year was this, Wendy? I'm sorry. What, what year again? That? What year was this that in the army we called ETS? I don't know what the Navy calls it. I mean, Uh, it was a, it was the end of 2005. And what, what did you get any sort of, I mean, what, what, what did the, what, what did, what did the, what the Navy say or what, what the VA say? Did they give you any? They said it was arthritis. It's really interesting. Right before I discharged, the I went to Norfolk, Virginia, at the Naval uh, Hospital, and they did EMGs from my neck all the way down my arm, and that was painful as hell. I was in tears as the captain was doing it, and he said, son, there's, there's no nerve damage. There's nothing wrong with you. This is just arthritis. He said, you have a clean bill of health. We're going to discharge you. <laughs> well, John, I'm going to tell, some, tell something that most of y'all don't know. Uh, but before I tell you, uh, Sheila wanted to know, John's from Iowa. Yes, he is from Iowa. Uh, you know, same treatment in the Marine Corps. Yeah, I mean, I, it is. It's the same in any service, how everything's going. But Southern Watch that you brought up uh, on here, Kevin, the Southern Watch started in 1992 to 1993. And I, it blew my mind when you start telling me y'all were, you know, Southern Watch. 
because the goal it went on a little bit further than that. Right, right. And yeah. see, the Gulf War has not ended. It does not have an end date. If most people don't know that, let y'all know the Gulf War has, just like the Korean War, has no end date. So, you know, with all this being said, and with Wendy, you being a military wife, and, you know, God bless you. I First off, any of y'all that were military wives, God bless you. I don't know how you put up with our asses, especially <laughs> sailors being gone. I'm serious. I mean, damn. Oh, I, I mean, golly. I mean, I can understand, you know, maybe Army and Air Force, nine to five <laughs> job. And no, I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I had to throw this. <laughs> but uh, I mean, with, with Navy wives are different. I'm sorry. Navy wives, it, 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 it's a whole, they're a whole different breed of women. I mean, be honest with you. They, they really are. So I, I got to commend you for that. I don't know how y'all put up with it and how <laughs> really how y'all did it. I don't really understand. But when 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 you started seeing the changes and, and Kevin, you started seeing the changes in yourself. <coughs> did they ever diagnose you anywhere with any type of neurological? Any. Even till this day. Uh, now they have, um, they, well, they didn't say it's neuropathy or anything like that. Uh, they just said it's fibromyalgia. And there you go. Welcome to the, right. Welcome to the world of fibromyalgia. No, yep. uh, to me, another word for fibromyalgia, they really have no idea what the hell it is because exactly. my, 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 my mom has it. And for you, really, the way my mom had rods put in her back and the rods came out and they were just tearing at the meat while, while they were in there. So when they took them back out, she ended up developing fibromyalgia. But that's a form of doing it. How are How is our service people that don't have that traumatic back problems, don't have that traumatic anything, getting fibromyalgia? And I, I mean, I, I still, nobody has really explained that to me. You know, it's, it's a, it's a muscle and nerve problem. Correct. Am I right on that? Yes. And so, I mean, what's it like dealing with it every day, knowing that you got fibromyalgia? It's tiring. Um, in, um, I was going to mention that on my claim in parentheses next to that, it says bilateral muscle and joint pain. And th that's exactly uh, what it feels like. I mean, someone pokes you in the wrong spot just lightly and it hurts uh, or your, your major joints hurt all the time. Um, it hurts, you know, you're laying down and you wake up in the morning and you want to sit up and kick your legs over the bed and get out of bed and stand up. And, you know, uh, someone that's young is just going to kick their legs over and stand right up. And I feel like I'm 70 when I kick my legs over and I try to stand up, I'm grunting and groaning and it takes me a, a couple of minutes sometimes. And uh, when I was at my worst, I I'd lose my balance and have to grab a hold of the wall because I was going to fall down. 
People picked you up at work, too. You <laughs> fell down at work. Yep. Are you kidding me? And I would need my wife to walk with me and hold my hand. She'd have to help me get dressed because I couldn't bend over and put my socks on. Huh. So it, let's... It, just, it got really, really out of control after 2005. And um, I went through several primary care docs at the VA and they were blowing me off. And I finally got this one primary care doctor that I stuck with through the whole thing. And um, in the beginning, I don't think he really believed me because he kept on trying to push me to mental health. Yeah. And I said, fine, I'll go to your stupid mental health, but nothing's <laughs> going to change. I'm still in pain. So right. I, went, I, I did what he said. I went to mental health, but then I followed up with all his appointments too. And he's like, how you doing? How you doing? And I said, I feel, I feel like crap still. How do you think I'm doing? I feel the same way I did the last time I saw you. And it's progressively getting worse. And it progressively got worse until we were into the year um around 2014 and I got to the point where I was bed bound and now I couldn't get out of bed barely at all and I uh, have a master bathroom right off of our bedroom and that's about as far as I went I would get up and hold on to the wall and balance myself holding on to the king size bed and hop and leap to the next wall to get into the bathroom and I'd use the the toilet and I'd hop and leap back to the bed and jump back in the bed and that's where I stayed because I didn't have the strength so, to go anywhere. So Kevin, Wendy, what um if if you had to say two things that would have been the most beneficial for you personally as you're going through this, um whether it's a medication or otherwise, what would you say? And I, and I'm just throwing out the top two, because I mean, all of us vary on what helps us and what doesn't. Wow. Um, <laughs> I know that's a, that's a loaded question. Well, but. he got, he got to the point, um, nursing perspective, like his extremities started changing colors, which is a nurse, you call that modeling. And usually mm -hmm. that happens before somebody dies. And I just, pretty much went in full gear and started doing all kinds of research. And it started with supplementation. Um, and I guess like the supplements kind of sustained him long enough for me to be able to figure it out. <laughs> Pre-gabbling. Um, what, so, what kind of supplements, Wendy? Oh boy. Um, Another well, loaded question. <laughs> it's a big list. One of the major ones was D-ribose. It's, it's like a powder. Um, and it helps your body create energy and it kind of stimulates energy on a short term basis. And it makes you feel like you have energy, even though it's the supplement, it's basically giving your body what it needs that it can't make itself, but it uses it up really quickly. And this is something you can buy over the counter. You can get it off by Amazon and, and everything. Yeah. What's it called again? I'm sorry. The letter D and then a dash and then ribose. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, our listeners, a lot of people are going to try it. I mean, because we're all going after, not that we understand there's no magical pill, but we're right. all 
going um, after something. That would, but that really helps with the energy levels. Um, but, you know, just like supplementing with like B vitamins, omega-3s, COQ10, um, your D3 magnesium, because like the muscles really use the magnesium a lot. Um, and it helps with muscle spasms. Um, and then the other stuff is like almost like anti-inflammatory stuff, like um, turmeric and ginger um, mm. and stuff put together. Um, we also did alpha lipoic acid. And then we also used a topical DMSO cream. Um, and the DMSO kind of um, helped heal the muscle fibers that were always in spasms and breaking down. Um, but people, it, that one's a hard one because a lot of people are really sensitive to it and will get rashes from the DMSO. So you have to be careful with that. Um, but in the beginning, it was just really a lot of supplementation to help his body function. And it took a couple years before I figured it out. <laughs> Um, the amount of so research for, I did was insane. So for, so, so, so for Kevin, so for, 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 for his body, for his particular instance, because again, every I, I, I mean, we all have a lot of commonalities, but each of us, because we're all made different, it's yeah. like looking for that one magic, uh, magic pill or whatever. And I mean, and none of us want to take a freaking prescription. I mean, we hate doing Some of us have to. But, you know, I, I lull, I lull the idea of having to, okay, take this pill, take that pill. I'm like, oh, nope. <laughs> and then I, you know, you take it and then you got this thing called side effects, whatever those yes. wonderful things are. So then you got to back out of that. Right. You know, right. Pain in the backside. <laughs> now, now, I, 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 <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here because like I'm on Lyrica and I'm on, they took me off of the Cymbalta which really and truly, I, I think it's messed me up more because they took me off of it and they put me on the some uh, veloxifrin crap. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh shit! That's a it's another de, de, you know depressed <laughs> depressed medication. But I don't know. He said, "Oh well, it will interact better with the uh, Lyrica," and I'm over there like, "Look, you know, jacked it up because now." My freaking legs start going numb. I mean, more stuff is going numb after they switch me on the medication. Huh. And, it, and I'm just like, you know, but my feet don't burn. That's the damnest thing. That, I, I will say this. My feet haven't burned now that I've been on it a while. But, man, you talk about mess up my head and mess up. I mean, getting used to the medication is a big problem with most of us. And yeah. if you skip a dose of those, that'll mess with your head too. Oh man, one day will mess with my head. Yeah. One now, so day. humor me, humor me. When you say mess with your head, you meaning what does it do? make you make you uh, drowsy, make you lightheaded, confused, dizzy, brain or brain. bad bad thoughts or what? No, I you know I, I really truly I think the medicines made me more goofy. Than anything, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know what I'm laughing at, <laughs> right, right? Because normally, I mean, without the medication, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty wiry little guy in a way, and and I like to have fun and stuff like that. I try not to let anything, but when they put me on it, everybody says, "Wow, you're a lot more happier." 
I'm like, well, I, well, I thought I was always happy. They're like, no, you're a little bit too happy. <laughs> you're a little too happy. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not even doing pot. That's not doing any of that stuff. I'm like, could you imagine me on that? I'd be like talking about blah, 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 blah. You know, it'd be crazy. But so does he take medication prescribed by the VA that 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 you, like I'm sure you gone through it, you researched it and studied it because I mean, like a lot of people are like, I won't touch Lyrica. I'm a, well, I'm on 600 milligrams of that crap right now. Yeah. But I mean, uh, we don't know. Later on down the road, I'm sure I'm going to see a damn video. Uh, contact law firm if you've been on Lyrica, if you've been prescribed it, <laughs> and now that your big toe fell off, or you know, part of your you know kneecap comes off. I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, you you know them damn commercials that come on TV and say, yep. you know, that say that I'm like, I'm guarantee you, every one of these medications us VA guys are on, we're going to be like. Well, shit, I took that. <laughs> yeah, my kneecap went fell off a long time ago, or, you know. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, do you look at the medication he takes and say, uh-uh, no way. I'm not letting there it. Was, there was a couple of them. Like, one of them was as simple as a statin drug. Um, if you don't know statin drugs, especially if you're on stuff like Cymbalta or Deloxetine or something like that, um, it can actually make things like PTSD worse. Um, so a lot of times I will go to some of his appointments with him, more of a patient advocate than his wife. Um, and sometimes I'm looked at as part of the healthcare team and other times I get doctors fired. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's not a joke. I actually did get a doctor fired. Um, hey, if they got it coming, the more power to you, you know? No, a, I always tell I tell my veterans, uh, you know, you got an issue, go to the patient, patient advocate, advocate office. That's what they're there for. Um, but yeah, I do look at his all of his medications um, and go to his a lot of his appointments um, to make sure I understand, especially when there's a change, um, why they're changing it. Um and also knowing what supplements he's taking, because I've researched, you know, like, uh, for instance, a uh, 5-hydroxytryptophan cannot be taken with um, a lot of the PTSD medications. So I would make sure, like, if he was going to be put on something, that it's not going to interact with other stuff he's taken at home. Um, plus, he's, we see um, outside the VA, we also see another doctor that's um, an integrative medicine specialist. So they're the ones that really helped him, not the VA. They helped him a lot, discovered a lot of stuff that was wrong with him, ran tests that the VA refused to run. Imagine that. <laughs> I, I think the people will will recognize them better as a, a homeopathic doctor. Well, it's a little different than homeopathic. Integrative yeah. medicine looks at the body as a whole. It doesn't look like, doesn't look at you have heart disease, you have cancer, you have this, it's, it's everything together. And why is this happening to your body? What's the root cause that's causing everything else together? Um, they do treat homeopathically first and then medication. Um, so that's the difference. Um, but they actually ran tests 
they sent a lot of stuff out to California for a, to a special lab to test um, for different illnesses that could possibly come from overseas. Um, they, I don't remember everything they found now, but they for, found four or five different things that the VA never even looked for. Well, here's where it gets really interesting, guys. Um, I actually had the VA run some labs that uh, Garth Nicholson suggested because when when I was on my deathbed, I got in touch with Garth and I said, Garth, I, I need help. I think I'm going to die. And he called me and um, said, these are the labs I, I need you to pull and, you know, get a hold of your primary care doctor. I, I can't be your doctor, but you need to tell your primary care doctor to try to pull these labs. And, and uh, I went to my VA primary care doctor and I said, you know, based on this prior research, that uh, Dr. Nicholson has done, I think it's a good idea to pull labs and see if I have a mycoplasma infection. And they pulled the labs and they said, oh no, you're good. Well, at the same exact time, they didn't know we were seeing the other doctor out in the uh, private sector. Um. And we had them pull the same exact lab and I was way over the threshold. Shut the front door. The same exact lab. I can't make that up, Kevin. I still have the records for both. So they did point blank lie to you. Yep. Oh, son of a bitches. It was yep, right on the lab records. The VA said, nope, you're fine. And, and then the private sector said, holy crap, you're sick. Wow. I, that's, I had that's a mycoplasma crap. infection. So... So with that, what did they do? What did they detox you a certain way? Or I mean, the what, private sector detox. Well, yeah, yeah. The not that we know the VA anything. didn't. We we definitely know the VA didn't. But so that's pretty much. Is that what they do? They kind of go in, detox you, get you the right medication to get that down. Yes. Yeah, and it ended up being um like an antibiotic cycle, and it actually took two years to make it go dormant. So wow. it was a cycle of three different antibiotics and then he'd have like a two week vacation and then you'd go back and he would be on a different form of the, the same on antibiotic. Like, so there's what most people are familiar with doxycycline. So right. there's also aminocycline. So you can alternate those two and then the body doesn't get used to it and then doesn't recognize what's happening, but still is fighting the infection. Okay. You're doing a good, really good job, Wendy, by the way. Kudos to you. And ex <laughs> I, the way you're explaining things, yes. it's not over my head, you know, which doesn't <laughs> always, always take a lot, but you're, you're, Just you're keeping it. it within reason. So thank you. I'm you're welcome. John, but I mean, I'm with John. <laughs> so not, I mean, most of that stuff would go over my head, but you are doing a great job on that. But now, okay. So uh, on this, uh, so everybody understands what you what you're going through because we got listeners who are probably going through the exact exact same thing. And discarded vet even asked the same question. I'm going to ask this. So, which test is it that he wanted you to run? What 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 is it called? Um, there was several mycoplasma tests. Um, he recommended mycoplasma fermentins. 
yeah. and mycoplasma pneumonia. And there was um, also uh, chlamydia pneumonia, uh, which is um, not, an not an STD. It, it has something to do with pneumonia. Um, but we ran all three of those. And the, the mycoplasma fermentins is the common one that uh, Dr. Nicholson would see a lot, but I popped for the mycoplasma pneumonia way over the threshold. Wow. So how'd you guys, how'd you guys, um, you guys obviously know we've had Dr. Nicholson on the show. Uh, it's been a spell, but how did you guys come to get to know Dr. Nicholson? I read his book by accident. By wow. accident. Wow. And then I hunted him down and I sought for his help. Because, awesome. I did. I, I really you, needed help. I didn't know who to turn to. Yep. And then I was at the same time, I'm doing research. He finds this guy, and then I find the integrative specialist. It was like an, a little, like an hour and 20 minutes away. And wow. when he, they ran these labs and they found it, they immediately started him on the doxycycline. Um, they also do like what's called a chronic illness IV. Um, basically, it's just a bunch of vitamins, minerals, amino acids um, that kind of boost your body and boost your immune system to help you fight it. Okay. Um, so on, on top of that, Wendy, did you see his report at all uh, as far as from the VA, the blood test? I didn't that, see it from the VA. I just saw it from the private sector. Isn't that amazing? Like, you can't go on My Healthy Vet and it comes up? Oh, I can print it and I can show it to her. I have them printed and they're in my bedroom. I I, I mean, because this, this question was asked to y'all. Can y'all go back and, and file a lawsuit against the VA for falsely reporting it? Because they could have almost killed you. That's, that's a great question. That is a good question. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, that I mean, this is very true. I mean, I was in I was stuck in my bed. And as my wife was saying, my my extremities were modeling and I was so weak. I I remember one day I had all the strength in me and I looked over at her and I said, baby, don't let me die. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry y'all went through that. And I can see yeah, Wendy is getting emotional. And so, uh, I mean, I, I, I do understand. I, I mean, there, it came to a point that, I mean, when I was laying in bed, I'd get go to work. I mean, I could barely walk. And they finally, the doctor, finally, I, I have a really good, you know, uh, primary care. She was like, let's just check your B12. Let's just check it. And it was at 70. And she was like injecting me immediately. It was like, no, get you're coming right back up here. You don't stop anywhere. You need to get injections now. And so I get injection every other week. And, and for me, I never took that test, but I'm going to ask for that test because I do. I still feel tired and everything. So, but uh, you know, like for discarded vet, you should be asking for this these tests. And 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 I I know him very well. And after the show, you can call me Jason later, 
But I do think you need to take these tests that he's taking because this sounds like a lot of what he's going through. You can uh, but, give him my contact information too. Kevin. Because he's going through the same problems as everybody uh, as as everybody goes through, but if not worse. To me, there are certain areas of the United States that I do believe the VA is not good, and I do believe the VA is good in in any other places. And I I I don't know uh, where y'all based out of, if you don't mind. What state? What just state? We're in the western part of Massachusetts. Okay. It seems like I don't know why it is, but uh, that corner of the area and uh, West Coast corner, uh, the VAs just are, are totally different than the Midwest and the South and Florida. I, I, I don't understand it. We have a new uh, clinic because the town I live in is small. And the CBOC clinic is really nice. And um, the nurses and the staff and everybody that work there is nice. But my experience is they can't keep the doctors at the huh. clinic. Oh my now, gosh. in either direction, it's a 45-minute ride to get to Northampton VA which is in Massachusetts, or they now allow us to go to Albany, New York, which is 45 minutes in the other direction. And those two locations seem to be okay. However, while I was at Northampton, that's the location that shunned me off and did all my lab work and everything and and told me there's nothing wrong with me. Well, you come huh. to Texas. I'll change that shit right here. I'll tell you right now, I mean, what, uh, but this is where we need to change it. See, I, a lot of people don't understand the goal for illness doesn't just apply to Desert Storm veterans. It doesn't just, it, it applies to everybody who was out there. It, yeah. and, and it's, I said, actually had a, I, my doctor actually told me you were in the Gulf War. That's right. And I said, that's right. But the, I, I wasn't in a Desert Storm, but, the Gulf War has not ended. There's no end date. And well, when I told him that, he just looked at me like really funny. Think <laughs> well. Think about think about it like this: is when you go into uh, the VA. I am working with a news organization right now that actually did a report on this uh, Desert Storm guys and the Gulf War vets. That she wrote a great paper up, and she is getting contact with me uh, with other news organizations. Because it's time to put the VA accountable. They're making millions, billions of dollars. These people are making a lot of money up in the top. And, uh, you know, everything is tri that trickles down is nurse practitioners, in which, but they're practicing nurse practitioners. God bless anybody in the nursing field as far as nurses, nurse practitioners. I mean, any of y'all going through it. But if they do, the only thing they teach about in the books that I at least know of about Desert Storm Vets is ALS. Be honest with you. Mm. I, I mean, Wendy, am I right on this? It's very true. That's, That's all the they only teach. thing. And, you know, like in nursing homes, they have a whole, I actually worked at a nursing home where a lot of the nursing home was dedicated to ALS. And I'm not there anymore, but looking back, some of them actually were veterans 
And it made me wonder now that I know everything we went through, if that's what was happening to them and nobody ever picked up on it. Right, right. And it got so bad it ended up turning. I mean, there, there, I mean, nobody really understands how ALS works. It's horrible. It's it's terrible. And it's disgusting that the that the Gulf War veterans are more most likely get it than any of them. I, I didn't I know. wish I, I wish I understood. You know, it's unfortunately it boils down to politics. I think mm -hmm. um, all all the nursing staff and everything. I've I've always uh, had nothing but positive things. And the doctors who are working for the VA, you know, they're being told what they can say right. and what they can't say. And so I don't necessarily blame them. I blame the people who are at the right. top. Yep. And aren't aren't allowing things. It's because of our exchanges and bringing things to the forefront. Wendy, you know, doing a phenomenal job of of sharing the, the medical terminology and and what's happened with your husband. And you know, that's 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 great. Now, if we can just get our leaders to accept it, and unfortunately, you know, it boils down to money. That's all, what it boils down to. All they have to do is put me in charge of the VA. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Could you imagine I mean, me being? Uh, I would go to every one of the VAs and be like, "Look, y'all gonna learn about Gulf War. Y'all gonna learn about Vietnam. Y'all gonna learn about Korean War. Y'all gonna start treating these veterans pro properly." Well, I yeah. I literally have a bill that's sitting out there that hasn't even been. I haven't even got a call back on about just why don't they. Freaking do a commercial about this stuff. Hey, you can run a damn commercial on Camp Lejeune, which them people deserve it 100%, but so does every other veteran out there. The PACT Act, to me, piece of shit. It, it, it helps the Camp Lejeune people, and I love that. I'm grateful for them. But the rest of it's a piece of shit. I'll tell everybody sitting out yeah. there, if y'all think that the PACT Act is so great, it has done the damn thing. The VA is backlogged up over a year of claims. The well, it's VA, all the politicians giving themselves a pat on the back. That, that's right. Hey, we're going to help the veterans out there. You ain't helping the damn veterans. You still go to a doctor today? Go to him today and say, what do you know about the Gulf War? Nothing. So it's time to change it. It's time us veterans start educating and, and the one thing about it is like today, this morning, I decided, hey, I'm going to start. I went on every Gulf War desert storm. Y'all saw about us coming on to tonight. I was declined by 15 of them. But, and one of them was uh, a veterans to something, veterans, something, something, something. About, <laughs> asking, uh, about asking them uh, if... Like veterans, veterans of uh, we get together and give information and help each other. I, I I don't know which one it was. I wish I knew it off the top of my head because I'd say I know what one it was. And and but think about this: they 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 block you. Why? Because well, this is veteran to veteran. We're not sitting up here for the glory of oh hey great you know what we're making millions of dollars like the VA does. No, we're up here trying to help each other. We're trying wow. to connect all the veterans together. That's what this is about. If we can't you unite, then hell, what's the point? 
Well, and you said the Gulf War hasn't ended. You know, anybody that served in the military, whether Iraq, Afghanistan, what have you, it's all part of the Gulf Wars. I'm because, you know, like you said, you're in the Gulf. I mean, and and the guys and gals that are over and helping out shit that's going on in the Ukraine now, they're going to have problems that we don't even know about yet. Um, and it, and I just it keeps on snowballing, and you know, it, it's <laughs> um, it's folks like us. I'll give us a pat on the back because we're trying desperately one at a time, like Wade said so many times, trying to help one person, a veteran at a time. And it just it takes our snowballing effect to the other vets to get the information out. You know, Wendy, I thank you so much for coming on with your husband tonight and speaking. And by the way, so I don't forget at the end of our conversation, don't don't just sign off. Uh, you guys just hang tight after the live part goes because we'll have a little conversation if you guys got time after the fact i i i just want to be healed i want all of us to be healed that that's all i'm asking for i'm i'm i didn't start out on this crusade to just to start out i was pissed I'm, i'm i'm upset i want to be fixed just like everybody else wants to be fixed now i want all of us fixed Screw them all. You know what, Kevin? Um, we didn't get sick overnight either. Some I was of these, gonna say that. Some of these injuries were onset over a long period of right. time. And yep. some, I, I know everybody wants to feel better, and it's a real struggle, especially when you're really, really down and uh, it gets depressing and you don't have – strength left in your body to fight but you got to keep that fight going because yep. there there is hope and uh you you can get better from it but it's going to take time it, it doesn't happen overnight but yeah i used to joke that you know because as he said it doesn't come on overnight i used to joke with him that i was allergic to my husband because <laughs> no joke like if he like gave me a hug and my skin would come in contact with his skin, I would break out in a rash. Really? And that was just the beginning of, of stuff. And then fast forward a few years later, I got really sick. Nurses are very stubborn when they get sick, by the way, they don't go to the doctor. Um, <laughs> day, th- you know, I'm like, Oh, I don't need Tylenol. The fever is going to do his job. I'll be better. Day three. I'm like, honey, can you help me to the bathroom? He goes, yep. Then we're going to the hospital. <laughs> and found out I was septic. Um, I had a medical team. I started having cardiac issues. They didn't know why. Um, so now I had a cardiac team and then they brought in infectious disease. And then once some antibiotics got in me and I wasn't so crazy, infectious disease came down and I said, can you run the mycoplasma pneumonia lab? And they looked at me like I had six heads and I'm like, you're already taking all this blood. What's one more test? And then that's when I found out I was sick. Wow. Um, and it was a, like the, it, it likes to attack muscles and joints and tendons and ligaments. And it just decided it was going to attack my heart. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't come overnight. Like those rashes just from him touching me were like, Five uh, years prior to okay, yeah. the onset of when I got really sick. And I'm a member of the Burning Seaman Club. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Hey, uh, I'm I'm a member of it too. I, I think I'm gonna write a song about it. <laughs> yeah, sure. we, ended up, we ended up we had um 
we ended up having 10 miscarriages. Oh, oh wow. Gosh. I'm so, uh, I'm it, so... It, it, I look back now and I'm just like, I think it's really all connected. Well, it, it, it is. It, uh, I mean, when he came home, he came home with them with, 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 with all everything on his uniforms and everything else. Yep. And so it, all that there is, it will affect you and everything. I mean, I, I will say this, Wendy, you're one hell of a woman. Thanks. You, you are, you are one hell of a, you've explained a lot for me that I didn't understand. I mean, I got a lot out of this interview tonight and I, I yeah. really, I did. I've, I got so much, but, uh, uh, Sheila, yes, I did try to get a hold of John Stewart. It, I haven't got a call back. If anybody would like to help me get a hold of him, send him my, my way to come on the show. I would love, you know. Well, yeah, John Stewart's a good advocate for yeah, us. I mean, I, I would love for him to come on the show and talk to us and uh, and and understand what, what, what we're going through. But, I, I mean, uh, uh, we're going to be wrapping it up here and going into the after show. But, uh, Kevin and Wendy, y'all have any last words? <laughs> well, all well, that did not even sound good. So I'm gonna, I, I was just gonna do y'all have any last like, thought? No, that doesn't sound good. I was good. gonna say, I know a lot of people have issues with their children as well. Um, and it just so happens when Kevin was his sickest, I was pregnant with our child that is currently now very sick. Oh, so. I think it was passed during pregnancy um, and she's now 16 and she's struggling every single day of her life. So um, just know that as I know, there's a lot of people out there that have sick children that you're not alone in that. And we, we really understand that as well. Um, and if anybody needs to talk about that, like you're, you can give out our information if they need help with their kids or have questions. Okay. I, I, I tell you what, y'all are very amazing people. Yeah. Very amazing couple. I, I, I have to say very amazing. Yeah, I've really appreciated, you know, uh, coming on together, uh, you know, husband and wife, the, 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 the veteran and, and the caregiver and explain. I mean, we've had both together. Um, everybody's situation's a little different, you know, different things have happened to us all. And I always enjoy it. And, like Kevin and I have talked multiple times, we always learn something new every time. And it's sometimes it just like, we're like, we, we, we can't believe it, but yet we know it's, we, why can't we believe it? There's so many, <laughs> there's so much stuff that goes on with us all. And, right. and, and please say the name of that test again. So everybody out there can, can hear, know what to go ask their outside doctors for. Uh, mycoplasma fermentins. Uh, mycoplasma pneumonia, and uh, you might want to get checked for chlamydia pneumonia. And that is not a sexual transmitted disease. I will it is that for you. So, but <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all once again, and thank you for everybody listening. This was a heartfelt, uh, awesome show tonight, and I want to thank y'all for listening. Y'all have a great night, and God bless each and every one of y'all. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Okay, thank you for listening to Go For Side Effects. If you have any stories you would like to share or just have any comments or questions, please email me at kevinsimon at goforsideeffects.com.